Welcome to Everyday Animism, a weekly podcast exploring all things animism, particularly how animism impacts everyday life. The podcast is hosted by Kelly Harrell, Brandis Schnabel, and Janet Roper. Let's dive in. Welcome. Hello. Hello there. How y'all doing? Happy New Year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yay. Happy season two of Everyday Animism. Woo-hoo. We took some time off. Yeah, we took some time off. So we are going to talk a little bit about, or a lot of it, I don't know. We are going to talk about the winter midpoint, whatever you want to call it. I think we all call it different things. Um, I usually call it midwinter, but I also understand that midwinter is considered another thing. Can anyone clarify that for me? It just depends on where you are and what's going on. Okay. I mean, like for me, winter hasn't even started yet. I mean, like apart from the weirdness that is this year, our winter doesn't even really start until late January, February. Yeah. So it's kind of a misnomer for me. For me, it feels like it's over because yesterday it was like 40 degrees and I had windows open. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was 40 degrees, uh, not too uh not too recent wait recently i just failed in english um it was 40s here recently and today it is negative five tomorrow we have like all the schools already closing for two days we're supposed to have wind chills of negative 30 so the, mm. so winter is here it, it has arrived am- janet you're getting some pretty um like that Arctic chill kind of weather, aren't you? No, actually, it's like springtime here. I mean, it's in the 30s today, and I will need my jacket as I go outside. But oh. nothing like y'all are getting. Oh, I thought that was like the whole northern kind of half of the U.S. Mm-mm. It must just Mm-mm. be the No, Midwest. it's just you. <laughs> well, people are freaking out. It's like beyond the usual, yeah, yeah, we live in Ohio. It's winter. We all have snow tires. We're going to live everybody's straight up freaking and i think rightly so because you know aren't you guys getting temperatures of like 30 40 50 below the wind chill is supposed to get down there yeah so there's a lot of talk of like where are the warming um warming shelters and stuff where can people get out of the cold make sure not to leave your pets out to go to the bathroom for very long for fear of frostbite that kind of thing Mm. It's been nice to see all of these resources popping up and lots of tips and everything. It hasn't all been hysteria, which has been nice. But um, it has been interesting because I know, Kelly, you've said for years and years, like living in North Carolina, that, yeah, winter doesn't really pop its head up until this time of year. And for me, I'm usually well into winter in Ohio. And um, it does feel like winter just crept in. January. I mean, it, it, it didn't just start. We just got massive snow a couple weekends ago, but yeah, it really took its sweet time. It, I don't know if it's ever going to happen here this year. I mean, normally we don't really get cold, cold temperatures until the end of January and February. And then it's like furiously over as, as quickly as it came, it's over. It doesn't last long. So, yeah. I mean, I guess technically that is our midpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't have the same observance of seasons that we used to 
And honestly, for that reason, I kind of struggle with the Sabbaths, um, especially these mid, you know, so-called midpoint ones. They just don't resonate for me personally, but I don't feel them in the atmosphere around me anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way of putting it. It just, everything feels so odd, so upside down. It's not the way it's, air quotes, supposed to be. Yeah. I think I'm getting more comfortable with letting go of what's supposed to be. Just, you know, learning a lot about, you know, micro seasons or whatever they're called. And just really, you know, we're we're experiencing, you know, climate shift, climate change, whatever. And, but we are, there is that touch. I tend to lean, and I've told you, you two both this, I, I tend to lean on that touchstone of like the length of the day, which has been fairly constant. You know, it only wiggles a day or two. So we are at that point where theoretically, what is it, February 2nd or 3rd? Um, it's second, usually. Second, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, is it like a the ideal balance of a day you know like winter is the longest night or shortest day and then summer is the longest day and these or is that spring I guess would be in the midpoint so we're not even really there it's interesting to historically look at when our calendars changed why they changed Mm -hmm. and how that happens in different cultures, in different regions, and they change out of necessity. I don't know if I can argue that for the Gregorian calendar, because it seems like that was more, it's it's just more artificial. It wasn't based on seasonal changes and um, shifts in culture. But historically, calendars changed because we had to live differently. Like we had to shift from being nomadic to growing food, like staying in one place for a longer period of time and actually growing food. I mean, those are the kinds of reasons that our calendars changed. And we're experiencing a different reason that they need to change now, or at least that, you know, we we have to let go of that old model, that old pagan, whatever, you know, wheel of the year thing. It Maybe it still works, but maybe we need to be more flexible with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and hear what you're saying. And it, it also, I think, takes on very different meaning when more things used to line up, right? So, like right. that, like waning and increasing of light in that very like where we're at in the solar system and in our rotation around the sun kind of way, but. Um, but our impact has created this lack of synchronicity with the weather patterns and yeah, we don't always mean the same thing. We don't need that anymore. Like the only reliance we have on light is like, we notice it in our commutes, but unless you're farming, unless you live on the land, we don't really require it at this deep visceral level the way we used to. And I wonder what that means for our long-term connection into nature and time cycles yeah and even farmers don't really need it it's yeah um, it's like that whole daylight savings time thing the farmers get blamed but they they really had nothing to do with it we're, we're often like even, speaking of daylight savings time we're often trying to like artificially claim ownership over how the planet turns and and how all of this shifts and changes and then we get a handle on it. And, you know, now we don't really have a handle on it. Things are all haywire. 
Um, and it's interesting to kind of think about like, are we ever going to ha- have a handle on it again? I don't think we are. I mean, in terms of any sort of sense of like, this is what's going to happen right now, you know, long range weather planning, all that kind of stuff seems very indeterminate or very, it's much more fluid. I just want to jump in and say that if you hear any extraneous noises from this end, Max has decided to join the podcast, my dog, Max. Hi, Max. They're telling you hello, bud. So, um, yeah, so this is actually just like quarter way to like those two perfectly lit days or whatever. Um, But I feel like, so for me, I feel like winter, the winter solstice and this sort of midpoint in that sort of artificial season, they resonate with my cycle, I guess. And I think that's maybe why I feel it a lot more this time of year. And it resonates. And spring equinox tends to really resonate for me too. And then the rest of them I could give or take. But it feels for me like winter solstice, this midpoint, and spring equinox are like a longer range new year for me. Like they're this they're this really deep, longer period of hunkering down and thinking and creating and exploring and then planting all of these seeds based on what comes up during that period. And it seems to happen naturally for me internally, like on an internal level. And I don't know if either of you have that. I think part of it for me is usually by this time of the year, I'm so tired of winter that I start thinking forward to spring and I start thinking, what do I want to plant? When are the flowers going to come up? Mm -hmm. So for me, there's at this time, there's always that sign of hope. Now I have to admit, if I was back in the Midwest on this very day with those cold temperatures, I probably wouldn't be feeling that. But usually at this time of the year, I have the hope that spring is coming again. We're going to leave the the winter and the cold behind. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's also that I love winter. <laughs> I think that's why the summer stuff and like the beginning of summer, midsummer, and you know, going into fall. Um, those aren't those aren't really my cherished times of year. So I also maybe it's just that I really like to luxuriate in any sort of observance or acknowledgement of my favorite time of year. I don't know. And I think it's so different for each one of us, how we're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, being able to go with the flow, not only our individual flow, but the flow as the seasons change and as each season itself is not what we have expected from the past. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot more, I think, that impacts that than the climate, too. I mean, we're just, we've had a lot of rapid shifts uh, in our country and our culture. Um, I think the, the whole holiday season is a huge upheaval. And I think I would start a lot of this process of really luxurating into really sinking into winter if I wasn't either getting pulled into the whole holiday thing or consciously, constantly extricating myself from it. I wonder also... And this is a really challenging point to to deal with. Like how much of honoring the Sabbaths is a hat tip to our ancestors? And that would assume that we knew how our ancestors 
celebrated it or honored it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I mean, I wonder how much of it just comes down to like a memorial, whether you feel it in the moment or, it, you know, it's not one of the ones that's more significant for you. Is there some sort of hat tip that can be done to the way your ancestors might have done it? And it doesn't have to like take over your day or anything, just a, a quick observation. Yeah. That's a good point, I think, Kelly. And not necessarily, for me, it doesn't feel tied to my recent, you know, the recently living or, you know, my living elders or my recent ancestors, but those that really did live in conjunction with a calendar like this, or that lived much more in cooperation or in, or with respect to the season. And I, you know, I was just hearing myself say too, that like this time of year is my favorite time of year, but there's so much, um, there's so much privilege in that. And that I, you know, I mean, and I mean, just in the simple fact that I live in this time, you know, I have a home, I have heating, I have, I have the ability to not have to survive the elements. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting even to reflect on how I'm able to say, I love the snow and I love, you know, cozying up under blankets with books. And I feel this really creative spark come out of me while I'm inside all this time. And it's interesting because this ho- this time of year used to be, at least in this region in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, was kind of a dire time of year, depending on where you are. Right, right. And just because of the weather itself. Right, exactly. So what are you two doing for whatever we're calling that if we're for, I mean, it's also groundhog day. Right. So. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> you know, it, and that's a rip off to yep. older traditions. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm doing any grand gesture other than quiet honoring just of the spirit of the Sabbath itself, because it, it's not one that I've historically ever really felt connected to this one or it's polar opposite. I really only ever felt a big, bold solstices and equinoxes. So just kind of honoring the spirit of the Sabbath itself. And I'm honoring by attempting to go with the flow. And for me, that's, Sometimes much easier said than done, but the, you know, the good intention is there. And also for looking ahead, because to me, with the light getting, you know, we're getting more light, the days are getting longer. It's that opportunity of the mystery of looking to what's coming up next. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I've been in a very consciously and honored state of sort of reflection and I've got a lot of stuff brewing creatively and just a lot of stuff that I want to do. And I've definitely felt in the past week really more able to kind of say, okay, what's first of this, you know, like what's in the next half of, you know, the, the quote winter season, what do I want to get ready to get really clear about? And what do I, I know, that at some point it's going to get warmer and things are going to start growing and I'm going to be able to be, you know, walking outside more often and want to walk outside more often. And um, I know that that's all going to come with like this energy that I get um, 
with spring spring's arrival and I want to harness that in an intentional way so this tends to be a point where I'm like okay I usually light a candle and then it's mostly just kind of an internal like okay you've got half a winter left to prep for you know not necessarily launching something or you know deep diving into something huge but starting to plant seeds and create create intention go ahead jen um i've i've been tracking the sun the the light that we have during the day and we are up to like nine and a half hours and it's just glorious because just a few weeks ago we were under eight hours Right. And the difference that makes, and I don't know if it's, you know, taking less vitamin D or getting my vitamin D more naturally is just incredible to me. Mm-hmm. It does make all the difference. I, I miss being out in direct sunlight this time of year. My body really needs that for health reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to get when you can. I mean, obviously, like if you're listening from somewhere near me, that's getting this like Arctic chill or whatever, um, maybe don't do that for very long. But it is even in winter important to go out and just fresh air. There's still sunlight out there. It's just different. Um, And I don't do enough. You know, it's like I, I could do it, but I don't do it enough. And so I welcome for me spring knowing that spring's coming is always sort of like, I know I'm going to have less of, I'm going to have to sort of push myself less to get that sunlight. It'll just happen naturally. And then in, and then in summer, I won't want to go outside for different reasons. It's true. It's true. We just have extremes here and I find reasons to not go out. Mm Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to light a candle. I'm going to kind of take stock on the pile of ideas I tend to rack up over winter. Start to piece out what, you know, what's been sitting in that pile and feels the most pressing or the most ready. Probably not go outside in it this weekend, though. I'm not sure how much warmer. I don't know how much warmer it's going to be this weekend, but. I feel like January is non-existent because I'm catching up on all the shit I did not get done during the holidays. And so really by the time I get to the end of January and start February, that's when I can focus again. I mean, I'm not just constantly putting out fires. I can actually, like you were saying, Brandy, like try to align things on purpose. Yep. Yep. So if that speaks to anybody, this could be a good weekend to light a candle, kind of take a look at the, any of your piles or, or you might feel you have a, you know, a moment to kind of harness a little more clarity. We've got a nice bit of distance from the holidays at this point and a nice bit of distance from the whole like new year's resolution bullshit that doesn't really stick. And maybe clearing out the piles. As you were talking about that, Brandy, I thought about this pile that is just enormous on my desk of filing that I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I keep putting it off because I hate filing with a purple passion. But this would be a good weekend for me to do that. Mm -hmm. 
All right, I'm making an on-air commitment. I am filing this weekend. Y'all hold me accountable for that, please. I can't, I can't promise I'm going to remember that, but I encourage you to report back. I can't remember where my shoes are. You're right. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to think about which piles I'm going to clean this time of year. And then, the, then, then I get this surge of, you know, spring, spring energy, and then the piles start disappearing. Theoretically, I don't know. I had a kid, and that stopped happening. So there's like piles from pregnancy in my bedroom. So we'll see. Maybe this is the spring. That's true. <laughs> um, and. Since we're, we're back and we're going to be trying to do mostly weekly um, when we can, uh, want to encourage anybody listening to please um, send us questions if you have them. We are definitely open to doing like a Q&A episode where we answer questions or talk about questions. I don't know that we'll always have answers, but we can definitely take topic suggestions and, and requests. So message us. You can use the Anchor app. Or you can, um, there's um, an option to ask questions on our website, on Tumblr. I think it would be really fun to do one of those episodes. We just need more questions. They are fun. And try to look at the episodes we've already done before you ask questions. Because if you send us, if you send us what is animism, I'm just saying. We'll say, go back to episode one. Yeah. Again. Please listen to episode one. Mm Mm-hmm. But questions that aren't, what is animism anyway? And what about people sharing their experiences of how they experience animism? Yeah. Yeah, you can do call-ins on Anchor as well. If you've got the Anchor app and that's how you listen to us, or if you just want to download the app so you can send us uh, clips, I'm happy to include them. If you want to share an experience or share feedback or share your thoughts on previous episodes, we're happy to stick all of that in there. I'm reasonably tech proficient, so I'm pretty sure I can handle that. She's being so modest. Absolutely. (laughs) It only took us three, four times to get started today. Yeah, but nobody knows why. That's the fun part. That's the hard part, yes. And Brandy, you found something that I've been looking for on Anchor for days and haven't been able to find. And then all of a sudden I get this magical, mystical message from Brandy saying, it's right here, Janet. And I'm going, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. thank you. I made some significant changes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them seem good, but yes, some of them, I accidentally fixed your problem and then we had other problems. Right. Some of them don't make no sense. <laughs> so any other closing thoughts on winter, mid midpoint in winter, February 2nd, whatever we're we're calling it i think if nothing else the sabbath still serve as a really pointed reminder to connect with nature i mean they're they're a really broad stroke to to animist like Mm -hmm. if you can't pull it into your everyday on a continuum or at least make that sort of the end game and and do it as frequently as you can the Sabbath serve as a reminder to, to slow down and do that. Yeah. Right. I just had the clearest uh, picture in my head when you were saying that Kelly of, you know, when I light the candle, I was thinking that 
feels like that feels like an ancestral thing of like sort of paying homage to ancestors who've had to survive this time of year rather than simply live through it. And when you were talking about connecting with nature, I was like, I should just go out on the back deck and reassure everything out there that spring is coming. You know, just like take a moment and say, hey, I'm still in here. I'll be out here more soon. Thank you for, you know, witnessing the cold and waiting patiently, just kind of having a talk. And thank you the snow for being a blanket. Yeah. Right. There's so many good things about snow. I mean, there's so many great things that like we wouldn't get through spring and summer if we didn't have all of that, you know, stored up water in the soil and all that hibernation and, you know, nature's resting. So I might go outside and thank it for resting, reassure it I'm here when it's done and just have that be part of my observance this year too. So it does. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Y'all take good care. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you'd like more information on Kelly, Brandis, or Janet, or to listen to past episodes of our podcast, get some more information on our resource page, you can find all of those tidbits at everydayanimism.tumblr.com. See you next week.